0: Another Cousin Bruce he saw. I love that music.
2: By the way, normally uh, in the past, Cousin Brucey has welcomed in the new year with the dropping of the ball at Times Square. Do we know if the cousin is going to do that this year, John?
0: I think it's too cold out there.
2: Yeah. I'm going to be out there before it's time for me to come on the air, which is right after the uh, ball drops. I'm out there every year with the Guardian Angels because he can get pretty crazy.
0: I'm sure it can. I mean, uh, usually ninety percent of those people are foreigners. Oh, the John, that, you know,
2: nobody from New York City, unless they work. You know, they have to work that night. Nobody's gonna be there because you're in cattle cars for hours. You know, they push you in, and they, you can't they square you out. Right, out. and you better wear your depends because there's no way for there's you. There's no bathrooms. Nope, no. Nope. So you stand there for hours, and people are blowing these horns, and yeah, yeah, your ears, and they're drunk, and it's. It's Michigan. And now calling in,
0: uh, we have Dr. Peter Michalos. We used to call him a doctor. Then we called him a doctor and a scientist. Now we're calling him a doctor, a scientist, and a historian. So I don't know what's next. And 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 also, I understand this morning you may be a coffee expert. And Dr. Peter Michalos, yeah. tell us about coffee.
1: Well, I am going to tell you about coffee. But before, since Curtis mentioned it last night, uh, What I was talking about actually had to do with the Spanish flu, but I never got a chance to finish my sentence. What happened was that in 1918, the United States uh, invaded Russia, believe it or not, with 5,000 troops, along with British and uh, French. And what they were trying to do was to save the Russian czar and save Russia from the communist, progressive, socialist Bolsheviks, who ended up taking care of the country. But the interesting thing that has to do with flu and pandemics or they got caught by winter, and they were in trouble, and the 319th Regiment of the United States was supposed to go in and save them and basically stop the Bolsheviks and stop the communists, but they ended up getting Spanish flu, and they got decimated, so that unit was not able to rescue them, and they were lucky to get out of there with only 334 Americans uh, killed and about another 300 wounded, so it has to do with uh, pandemics, but think about the world would have been different if the Americans were successful back in 1918 and not allowed the communist uh, progressive Bolsheviks to take over Russia, we would have never had a Soviet Union, and the world would have been a different place. So this is just—it would have the, been,
0: you know, that's the the fork in the road, you know.
1: Yeah, that was a fork in the road, and then the other thing I was just well, what did, what, did King the,
0: King what did Peter King get upset about?
1: Well, I, I, all I was trying to say was that the Russians have a history of waiting for the rivers to freeze and the ground to freeze, which they learned from the Mongols that they do better in winter fighting because their adversaries usually don't know how to fight as well in these winter conditions. And that I predict, and you can play it again in three to four weeks, then the next 45 days when the rivers freeze and the ground freezes, that's when you're going to see a major assault by the Russians, that's well, just based on history and uh, Curtis. I was just to say. Curtis just
0: played back my Dr. Fauci interview from January twenty fifth, twenty twenty.
1: Were right. you able? And did I'm you hear it? On that too. Yeah, I did hear it. well, what happens is the re- the problem with these lockdowns is that yes, they slow down the transmission in countries like China, New Zealand, and all the other places that did super lockdowns they also, their immune systems went into super hibernation. So they don't have any immunity. What's happened to us in the last four or five months is about 70% of people in the United States have been exposed to Omicron, and almost all of us have been exposed to COVID. So we're in a very different place now. So I can say that Whatever happens now, it's very different because now we have antivirals. We have IV antibodies, and we have tons of immunity everywhere. If we did blood tests on New Yorkers, uh, especially in the last six months, you'd find that we have high COVID titers. So we're not – it is a problem. Yes, we're going to see it, but we're not – I don't think we're going to see the ICU situation because I looked at the numbers for ICU beds around the country. And uh, they look at percentage taken by COVID patients, and it's only around 10%, which is nothing like where we were last time. So, yes, it's winter. We said we go indoors, dry air. The virus spreads greater distances in dry air and as we gather indoors. But it's not going to be as devastating because we have uh, Americans have a lot of antibodies now. And uh, we're in a different place. I worry about countries like uh, New Zealand. If a bunch of people with COVID went to New Zealand where they've been in super lockdowns in Australia, they'd be in big trouble. So I think we're in a better place because of American ingenuity and scientists. And as we speak, our scientists are working on new antivirals and they're even studying which strain, which genetic code and which variant. What's interesting with China is they keep talking about 250 million cases but they're not telling us which variant. Is this a new variant? Is it a new hybrid variant? And that's what we'd like to know. But going on to the coffee study, the coffee studies are very interesting. Things that we already knew that came out of Portugal, that coffee, they did MRI studies and looked at brain activity, and they showed that it's involved in improved concentration, improved motor control, alertness, attention, and every business knows it's good to have a coffee pot around because your workers are more productive And uh, that was fascinating. And the cerebellum, which acts in motor control, it showed increased activity. So that's why when people drive and they say, I'm going to have a cup of coffee, and that alertness does help. The only problem is that if you do too much coffee, then it's also associated with stress and anxiety. So depending on your height and weight and how much coffee you drink, you have to find that perfect balance. The other fascinating thing about coffee is that Asthmatics tend to love to have a cup of coffee, and they now know why. Because there's a chemical in coffee called methylxanthines, and those are bronchodilators. They dilate the smooth muscles in our body, and they dilate the smooth muscles in our lungs, so you feel like you breathe better. If you ever had a cup of coffee sometimes and you have a cold or you have an asthma problem and you have a good cup of coffee, you feel like you can breathe better, and there is a scientific reason because coffee contains those chemicals called methylxanthines that actually cause dilation of your bronchioles. And the last thing that Curtis commented on was the horoscope, and there actually was a scientific study done at Columbia University uh, a while ago, and he studied 1.67 million medical records, and they showed that people born in certain months had tended to have a greater number of uh, diseases, like people born in April, for example, had more heart problems. So that was uh, very interesting that depending on the month you're born, uh, people you know, born in uh, late summer had more atrial fibrillation, more arrhythmias. They don't know why, but there is an association that based on the month that you were born, you have a greater number of diseases. So some people wow. call this disease the the, the, hor- the horoscope article which is, is it the hor-
0: from, how, from, from where the stars are located or what
1: <laughs> well there is a believe it or not there is a pattern and i sent it to you john and share it with curtis it's fascinating and also certain professions like for example for some reason most surgeons are scorpios and nobody knows why and what the association is but that is the that is a real uh, you know it's basically documented Just like uh, we found out that uh, when people were born around the time of peak solar flares, when there's a lot of radiation, they live on an average of five years less than the rest of the population, which is another fascinating thing that uh, we're still uh, learning more about. Now, doctor,
2: doctor, on the matter of the coffee, because we've seen different reports, uh, uh, there was a time, oh, if you drink too much uh, coffee, you're going to get a heart attack or a stroke. Then there was a study. No, no, no. Drink more coffee; you'll live longer. Now, is that that's always caffeinated coffee, right? Because I have to assume that if it's uncaffeinated coffee, you know, we we, we were introduced to that as kids. Uh, sanka, you know, some of our aunts and uncles say, "Oh, I can't deal with the caffeine. Just give me the sanka." That uh, that is specific to caf, caffeinated coffee because I can't imagine the same thing happens with. Uh, decaffeinated coffee
1: well there's another problem caffeine is not the only ingredient in coffee and the problem is the process of decaffeination and the chemicals used to bind the caffeine and get it out that there are concerns about what those chemicals might be doing to people as well so it's not just the caffeine just like i mentioned the methyl xanthines are found in coffee which causes bronchodilation which dilates your airway so you breathe better so it's not just the caffeine and the thing with heart attacks and strokes is if you have uh, a narrower arteries and you drink caffeine, what does caffeine do? It makes your heart go faster, so it puts more strain on the heart. So it's a very delicate balance, and it depends. If you're a young person with no cardiac problems, uh, you have a cup of coffee, your heart rate is 60, it's going to go to 75, it's not going to hurt you. But if you're having a heart that's in heart failure or strain, then you have a very strong cup of coffee and your heart is going at 80, and suddenly it's going 95, that's the problem. So it it is a delicate balance. We're really a big bag of chemistry and finding a delicate balance. And that's why we have lab work, to know where our chemistry is and just balance it all out.
2: Now, so one, the, one, the trick
1: is moderation. one
2: final question, Dr. Mikolo. So as of January 5th, the United States will resume flights coming in from Red China, mainland China, as long as— They have a negative COVID test, anybody boarding uh, as a passenger. So when those airlines land at Newark and uh, JFK and we see, wow, it's a red Chinese airline with red Chinese passengers, we should have no concern about that?
1: No, obviously there's a concern, and it's also Hong Kong and Macau that has that same uh, restriction. I would probably just add that they isolate for two days before they go out to the general public and, and have the test. So this way, if they test the two days before and then you give it like a two day period, that would probably be a, a, a safer thing. But again, I, I, again, Curtis, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that thank God that we have a lot of immunity now because so many people in the New York area, you know, just look around all your friends and family, how many people have had it when we had no antibodies and our immune systems were virgin. That's why we had the explosion of kids with flu, RSV, because all these masked up children who didn't go to school and their immune systems weren't getting training and they were just virgin. And suddenly we let the kids out and it's spreading like wildfire. It's starting to burn out again a little bit, but that's the problem with lockdowns. That's why Sweden from the beginning, they said, hey, just go out there, live your life. And you know whoever lives, lives, that's their attitude. And uh, and that's why now they have like almost uh, no problem with COVID because we got the herd immunity. Lockdowns initially work, so you don't have you know people. And and the Chinese
0: do not have the herd immunity.
1: That's why they don't because of those severe lockdowns. They're 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 in an immune immune system that hasn't had any uh, exposure to anything. They haven't had flu. They haven't had viruses. Actually, the Chinese coming over here who tested negative, they are much more susceptible to getting very sick. What I would advise is that people coming from other countries should have travel insurance because they could overwhelm our hospitals suddenly because they're the ones who are at risk for getting sick more than we are right now. It's the reverse of what happened last time.
2: Well, it appears that nobody's uh, at the helm making the decision. Our president is in St. Croix, Virgin Islands. Buduji is dealing with Southwest Airlines, but we've been told on January 5th, expect the continuation of flights coming in from mainland China, as the doctor, a good doctor, said, also from Macau and Hong Kong. Why don't we
0: just stop the flights?
2: I I, I don't understand this for the life of me. Don't understand this for the life of me. Would
0: everybody call their congressmen and their senators and call the White House and tell them stop the flights?
2: By the way, up next, uh, we've got to ask you, John. You're uh, knowledgeable about a lot of different forms of business. But George Santos is finally giving us an idea of maybe how he made that money. That question you asked him, where'd you get to $700,000? Seemed like he said he's selling gray products on the Internet. A lot of people don't understand what that is. A man who knows everything about business, John Katsimatidis, will deal with that, along with yours truly, Curtis Slewa. As we continue on to the 10 o'clock hour, uh, we expect Sid to be back on Monday. So we'll be here the rest of the day today and tomorrow as live and local broadcasting continues, making WABC the number one news talk station in the nation.